Hey, what's up, guys? It's Leah with Between the Sheets, and it is podcast day. Super excited to be here. On this show, uh, we love to get very intimate on business, relationships, health, and the journey there. Of. And we hope to give our viewers a um, key, a, a just a, something that they can take with them and they can actually start to implement into their life right away. So I'm very excited about this podcast that we have going on. And I have my uh, cousin, my friend, my sister here with me. Uh, Jackie, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Jackie Lujan, Jackie Lee, Jackie Cruz, because I claim my husband now. No. <laughs> Now, <laughs> now, I, <do>. <laughs> now. <laughs> um, I am a mother of three. I am a business woman owned, uh, a woman owned business, and I've been in business for less than a year. Um, I am a faith, a woman of faith, and I am just walking out this journey just like everybody else. So, yeah. yeah. And that's me. that's kind of why we're here is because uh, the podcast is really based off of business, life, relationships. And when I say the journey thereof, we really want to talk about that journey in all aspects, in, in everything that we might endure in this process of life, of business, of relationships. And specifically because you've been in business um, a little less than a year right now, you've had to endure a ton of things. So the last time that we had you on, uh, you were kind of building and you had this, and maybe you weren't even in the building stages. You were kind of in the visionary stage when we had you on. Mm-hmm. And since then, you have actually built the business, are now inside of the business, and are dealing with the the very integral parts of, of being a business owner. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Jackie kind of contacted me and said, look, you know, I, I think it's really important that we talk about the journey of not only her business, but the journey of people's business in general, because there's a lot of ups and downs that kind of correlate when you're talking about being a business owner. Right. And that can include your personal life that can get integrated, even when we don't mean to. That can be your health, mm-hmm. um, that you're dealing with health issues, and that could correlate into your business as well. It can kind of overflow into the business. Mm-hmm. And um, we really want to talk about how do we navigate those things? How do you navigate going through being a brand new business owner and experiencing some life-changing um, mental and physical uh, illnesses? Mm-hmm. How do you maintain? Right. You know, how do you maintain? How do you keep going? What tips, what advice can we give to our listeners who may be going through similar stages or things that they can take away so let's just kind of jump back into your little less than a year in right now. Yeah. And this has been quite the undertaking. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about that. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, yeah, the last time that I was here with you, we I was in that stage where I was still trying to, I think, even come up with funding, to be honest with you. I was like, what does my location look like? I was thinking about buying a home and then building in the back as well. Um, I was looking at commercial properties. I mean, I was just in that beginning, beginning stage. Mm -hmm. So moving And even that's a juggle. Heck yeah, it was, oh my gosh. Like it got to a point where it was so overwhelmed, overwhelming, of course, because you're, again, for me, I think that one thing I learned was you're not on a time, you know, uh, limit, you know what I mean? Like everything's going to take its course at the proper time. Mm. And for me, I felt like, I was in a race with so many other entrepreneurs where I was like, nope, I got to go get it now. And if Mm -hmm. I don't, then somebody else will. Mm -hmm. So it brought a lot of stress to my plate. You put a timeline on yourself. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so, and obviously God's ways are not my ways. Thank you, Jesus. Um, But he had to slow me down. He had to really slow me down and really just kind of buckle me down to say, look, like it's all going to be in my timing. Like just trust Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. throughout the process. This is all learning for you. I'm teaching you something brand new. Um, And I decided to kind of take a step back and and just put my hands up and say, okay, you're in control. I'm not. And so when I did that, that's when things started to maneuver Mm into the right way, um, in ways that I couldn't even imagine. I think mm-hmm. that once I took my hand off of the steering wheel is when the, in, the impossible started happening. Yeah. It brings me to that scripture where uh, that's in Proverbs. And I, um, often bring the scripture up because it, it's just so profound in how we have to sometimes step back and realize, uh, it says that 
when you are on your path, okay, when a man is on his path, it says that God will make the pathway for you, but he's, he's really the one that provisions the steps. Right. So I always say that we're, you know, there's some people that will say, Hey, I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God, which by all means, whatever works for you. But it basically says man will make his plans, but God will provision his steps. So we are to make these plans. But many times we try to provision our own steps and we try to continue to push forward um, guilty. And what we really have to do is exactly what you said is just kind of sometimes step back and say, okay, you know what, God, I'm taking my hands off of this and I'm going to really allow you to provision these steps. And once we do that, it's that point of surrender that's very difficult for individuals to give up. And yet when we give it up, then God says, oh, okay, now I'm ready to provision those steps for you. Now now you can actually start to walk the path that I've created for you. Yeah, and it's giving God the room to do to do what he can only do. Yeah. And uh that's when I found my first, when I found my location was when I decided to just be still. Yeah. And it's so hard to be still. When mm-hmm. you have all these ideas, your your mind is even, you know, going crazy at night you know, before bed and you're just like, Oh, I need to do this and I need to do that. And you're still even in the planning stages. Like, and, um, I actually started connecting with other people in my community and just getting to know people. And I think that's what just the season that I was in where Mm -hmm. I was like, just affiliate yourself, see what's Mm -hmm. out there, see who's out there. You know, you have resources that you haven't even met yet. Right. So just, just walk in faith, just be a little, little ball of light just out there. You know, Mm -hmm. um, you have a great idea. You have a great vision. You're going to be helping the community out. Sure. Who cares when that's going to happen? That's not your concern. Right. And so I did, I, I started, um, going to a lot of community events. I started throwing myself out there and meeting, uh, new people, new nonprofit organizations. I started showing up to uh, city council meetings, stuff like that. And long story short, I ended up running into the owner of the building that I rent right now. So stop you right there. For any of our listeners, tip number one would be get yourself out there. Meet other individuals. Get around other people that are either in the spots that you may want to be in or, you know, implement yourself into these spaces with other people that are just in business in general so that you could possibly connect, network, and then find people that are willing to help or to give you advice mm-hmm. on your next step. And it was scary, too, because I, my family and friends know that I'm not shy by any means, but when it comes to people that I just don't know, especially with those in higher rank girl you and me both <laughs> you and me both i'm like i feel a little intimidated so sure. i'm like little old me you know walking up in here with the vision mm-hmm. um and right now all it is is just talk mm-hmm. right because i don't have anything to show for it right i was a little intimidated sure. but i prayed over myself at, at before every meeting and i just asked god i was like look like you're in control i'm yeah. just i'm just the advocate who is supposed to be walking this out you're using me let me be a light to others um bring in those who are supposed to be speaking to me and speaking into this business that you've given me yeah um and i'm down like let's just do this i think what you're saying there is really important also to just highlight because i think a lot of times you know um what i'm just going to say is that we want to base this podcast on giving our listeners tips so that they can implement immediately. And one of the things that you had just mentioned was that you were intimidated, which I think is very vulnerable. Thank you for sharing that. Number one, you were intimidated walking into these areas. Intimidation usually comes from having lack of confidence right. and the lack of confidence was the lack of knowledge. So you're around other you know, individuals who are always already in business and you're like, oh, okay, like what am I going to say to these people? But what was powerful in that was how you shifted your mindset to pray whether you call it prayers, whether you call it med- meditation, whatever it is that you want to call right. it, you said that I'm going to pray and I'm going to give it up to God. And that gave you your strength, strength and confidence mm-hmm. to be able to continue to push forward. So I think that that's a really, really big gem right there is that when people ask, well, how do you do this? There's, there's an instant tip right there is that, you know, pray about it, meditate about it. Ask God for your strength in in walking into these places because intimidation is a real thing. And you know what's so crazy, Leah, is like I've had this perception of how I should carry myself and, you know, the words that I should be speaking, the conversations I should have with these people. And finally, God was like, you are overworking yourself. Mm-hmm. You're overthinking. Like you need Get to out just of your head. stop. 
like you're I've created you in my image. Mm-hmm. You have a great personality. You're kind, you're loving, you're 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 down to earth. You when you walk into a room, like you can shut it down. Yeah. You know, um people feel comfortable around you. You kind of level down everybody in, with with what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to fear. Yeah. And I'm just like, "Dang, I need I do need to get out of my head." I and I love that. <laughs> and I think another good piece of advice is that regardless of where you were at at that moment, the starting phases or whatever, you had already went through a lot of knowledge-based things in learning your business, your business plan, you know, getting it prepped and ready to go. And so I could very much say that you were already an expert in that field. Mm -hmm. So if you're walking into a room and you're feeling unconfident and you're the only daycare provider, you know, um, practitioner, uh, owner, manager, whatever it is that your title is, you're the expert in that room. They don't know what it is that you do or what it is that you know. And so that would hopefully give somebody, um, I would hope that that would give somebody another um, little tidbit to say, remember when you're walking in a room that you're an expert in what it is that you do, that you are the expert in that field. And that's where I was trying to break loose from the cage of thinking that I was not good enough, that I didn't know enough. And who am I again to come in here and speak on certain things that I haven't even yet experienced because I'm not a... Technically, at that time, I had a business in my name, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't operating a business, right? So I didn't feel like I was at the right stage with some of these people. Um, But needless to say, you know, I took that fear, put it on the back burner, brought up, you know, again, just back to my my roots. Prayer is my roots. And Mm -hmm. I had to keep reminding myself, like, don't forget where you came from. Mm -hmm. Like, just because God's putting you into this new territory of people, of things, of, of knowledge and wisdom and all these different things. Like, no, 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 like you have confidence in God and you know where your confidence comes from. I said, okay, cool. So then I'm going to go ahead and do that. And luckily, uh, the moment that I did, I met again, the owners of the, of the building. And I went in there and I spoke to multiple women in that conference room that day. And I basically explained my struggle in finding a location. And because I was a startup business, you know, rent is outrageous out in Colorado Springs right now. It's crazy. Like mm-hmm. you're looking at $5,000 a month for a space right and especially a type space. of space that you would have to be looking at because you're trying to accommodate multiple. And then you're talking people. about build out cost. You know, you're talking about over $125,000 just to build out to make it what you envision. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I didn't have that I didn't have that and so I basically was like look this is this is what I do have I have a passion to move forward in the child care industry um I need help if you know anybody please you know bring me up yeah keep me in your thoughts keep me in the back of your mind or whatnot and and you started connect it started connect all started, the pieces started connecting you started to build this place and you had your grand opening and you started to actually run the business. So now you're in a place of running the actual business. Right. And I want to jump into that because I, I don't want to lose face of what we're going to actually speak about, which yeah. is kind of um, the stress of the business. And Because we don't just talk about the pretty here. We talk about all of the things in between because we really want to get raw and have people understand that everybody wants to be a beast. They want to have that beast mentality. Right. But when it comes down to it and you get into the grit, many people would just give up and throw up their hands and say, that's it. You're in the grit mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So your business is running. You've now hired employees. You had your grand opening. You have kids that you're looking after and, and you're, you're, you're actually in it. Yeah. So tell me about some of the things in the business that have been a struggle almost immediately. Well, immediately after... Um, I got the okay that we got the building. Mm-hmm. I ended up going into the route of funding. Um, I ended up just having to get to a point where I said, look, God, like, I just have to trust the fact that you got us and you wouldn't have brought me here to leave me here. I'm going to walk completely out in faith and put my skin in the game and sell the house. And that's what me and Josiah did. We went and sold our house <laughs> out of faith um, to, to cover all of our startup costs. And we were mm-hmm. like, all right, we're just, we're here now. Like we, there's no turning back. Mm-hmm. So we did, um, our house sold so fast. Yeah. It was ridiculous. That was before all mm-hmm. the chaos right now, yep. but, um, they were selling like hotcakes and one of my house was one of them. And so we moved forward in that paid our debt off, um, you know, funded the business. It was a new journey. It was scary still. Um, but right off the top, I was, I was 
I felt like I could do this. Mm-hmm. I quit my job. That was talk about this roller coaster. It was business. a roller coaster. You were like, "Hi, I can do this. I'm ready to go." You're on this. You're on the the tip of the. It was the, time to start making moves. Yeah. It was start. It was that time to start making moves to, to actually be about it, mm-hmm. not just talking about it. Yeah. And so it was like this um, feel of just energy that came upon me, and it allowed me to just. I started purchasing everything I needed for my business. I started hiring on contractors to get the building the way that I, you know, envisioned it. Mm-hmm. Um, I started the licensing process. And when it comes to licensing, you guys, it gets ridiculous of what they make you go through. But I get it. You know, we're, we're talking about having um, children Trust. in our care. So I totally understand. But I was so naive to everything. Um, but I will say that even though throughout everything that I've gone through, I'm opening up my second location. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've only been open for five months. We just hit our hundred, hundred days yesterday and we're opening up our second location. And I cannot tell you Leah, how much more confidence that I've gained from mm-hmm. going through all the struggles that I went through mm-hmm. with my first, um, from zoning to, you know, the health department to the fire department to people are now asking me questions. People are now asking me knowledge or mm-hmm. asking me for the knowledge. Well, yeah. what about this? Well, what about that? And I'm, I'm on it, you know, and it feels good. So it's yeah. like, I can see that my confidence is being built mm-hmm. and it did take time, you yeah. know, and I still had to balance out life. I had to balance out motherhood, being a wife, uh, being a business owner. Um, and then, you know, there was so much stress going on in my life, you know, after my brother passed away, I think that just really hit me hard. Where were you at in your business when your brother passed away? So when he passed away, I was in the zoning process Mm. and the zoning was the hardest part for me because it took me about a month and a half to almost two months to get my green light from them. Um, I was drawing up plans and all all the things. And then all of a sudden, boom, I got the phone call like he's gone. And where did that put you at in your life and in your business at that moment? It put a big, big halt to kind of everything. And I had to make the decision to step away. And I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I felt like so heavy in heart. My graduation from Thrive was the next day after he died. And I didn't know what to do. I was, I've never been in this position and yes, I've lost loved ones in the past, but this one really hit home for Mm -hmm. me. That was like my dude. And I cried the whole night. And then in the morning I thought to myself, like you have two choices, Jackie, like you can sit here in this room and cry your eyes out even more and feel depressed and all the things that you go through when you're mourning, or you can get up and you can pray and you can ask for God for the supernatural strength that you know that only he can provide and you're going to thug this thing out and you're going to show up to that graduation and you are going to present this business because you have worked so hard for this you can kind of deal with this later Mm. and I I did and I showed up by a supernatural strength yep Mm -hmm. supernatural supernatural strength and supernatural power that I have never experienced in my life because I never really had to yeah, that was I was so desperate. I was so desperate where I was like, you know, what, God, I just I don't know what I again, like I have nothing in me to give and I have no words to say. And I don't even know how to wrap these emotions around my thoughts and my actions. I don't know what to do. And I went downstairs to my office and I sat there alone and I just, you know, sat there for a few seconds and I just opened up my arms and I was like, Lord, like here I am. You know, it was like a really vulnerable time for me, a very scary time for me, a very sad time for me. And I said, you know, what do you want me to do? And he told me, he said, if you don't do this now, he says, then you're going to later regret it. Mm. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Um, and so I journaled. I got up, dusted myself off mm-hmm. and text my cousin Wayne. I was like, we're going. He was like, are you serious? I was like, that's it. Like, if we don't do this, we're going to regret it. Like, for real. So God's going to take care of the morning. God's going to take care of the hurt. God's going to take care of the pain. I'm going to put that on the side. And that was the hardest part, but I did it. Mm-hmm. I showed up and I presented my business and I spoke life to people that day. And I walked away feeling confident more than ever, because who do you know <laughs> can lose such a loss like that? And then just get up, get up mm-hmm. and show up. And I witnessed it. 
I witnessed you on stage. I witnessed you speak. And I was thinking the same thing. When I saw you and I walked into the building, I embraced you with a hug, but you were just like, I'm good. I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm going to get through this. And I was like, wow, like that's, that is God's strength. And I think that was a display for him to be glorified because I was not there operating off of my strength by any means. Mm. It was all him. Yeah. It was all him from the, from the morning to the end. Mm-hmm. And I have gone through the process of healing, mm-hmm. uh, which was really hard. And God see me through that as well. You know, I believe that God is near the brokenhearted. And I understand that scripture more than ever. And it took a lot of effort on my end to just continuously pray and mourn and cry out and getting on, getting on my knees and crying and, you know, getting vulnerable and all those things. But um, how important in this process was your prayer and meditation life? It, to me, it was life. To me, this was the only solution. You know, I even, I even looked into, um, it was funny because I've never done therapy. I've never done any type of counseling, nothing like that on any, mm-hmm. any, any area of my life. And I took six months off from work and I decided to see a bereavement uh, therapist. And again, I was a little scared going in because I was like, I don't know this lady and mm-hmm. I don't want to tell her all my business and you know, everything. And I didn't, I didn't trust somebody that I didn't know, but I kid you not. I got a Christian therapist out of ironically I didn't go look for one she just happened to me and she just told me she says I can hit you with scripture or I can hit you with 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 what's and I can explain to you what's going on with your body the thoughts that you're feeling is all completely normal all these things but I'm going to give you homework too and I'm going to have you also simmer on these on these scriptures and I was like that's exactly what I need mm-hmm. um, scriptures is healing you know yeah. it's God's medicine and so I she let me vent that first night. Then after that, it was go time because I knew something in me was saying, you got this. Like, you really do got this. Like, mm-hmm. regardless of the circumstances, like, you need to be the strength. And I needed to be the strength for my mom. I needed to be that strength for my brother. I needed to be that strength for praying over my stepdad. I needed to be that strength. So I also felt accountable as well. Like, mm-hmm. if I don't get through this, mm-hmm. then I kind of feel like none of us is going to get through this. Right. And so... I pushed through it, mm-hmm. and then when I felt comfortable, I would say it was probably like a month after to two months, I was starting to kind of feel like you got to just accept the fact that he's never coming back. You have to kind of just accept the fact that you had nothing but good memories and just kind of focus on just that. And if you do feel the anxiety pumping up in you and you feel like you want to just burst in tears and go back into the depression, take time for yourself. Mm-hmm. And breathing techniques became my best friend for a really good time for a really good time and they helped me through it. Um, then I decided to just take a leap of faith and dive back into the business. I, you know, went back to the daycare. I started getting my hands dirty again and started painting and doing all the fixtures and stuff, but it kept my mind. It kept my mind off of what I was going through. And then you got hit again. And then I got a hit again. (laughs) When you say it back or when I say it to you, how does that make you feel when you realize how far you've come? It, it's kind of crazy how far I've come because I don't think we give give ourselves enough grace because we're so in the, the hustle and bustle of things that or we don't just credit. Like sit, sit down and, mm-hmm. like, just be like, dang, girl, like, you are a powerhouse, yeah. you know? Um, look what God's created in you mm-hmm. and how much he sustained you and how much he's taught you Mm -hmm. and sharpened you because you or anybody that is listening hasn't been through anything that they haven't come out of Mm -hmm. right at this moment i mean we're either going through it we came through it or we're getting out of it or we're getting out of it and and when people say like you know where's god been in this it's like where has he not been in this because you know he's always around like and that to me is a testimony in itself. I've had, I have had to just hold on to him and uh, honestly just hold on to my faith. That's like all I had. And the Bible says straight up, like you can't please God without faith. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a relationship. It's a give and take. I'm giving you my faith. So I need your power. I'm giving you my faith. I need your strength today, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just been that constant, um, back and forth with yeah. him. Um, and so I've endured so much. But yet somehow, some way, I've had 
faith as small as a mustard seed, and it's been just enough for me to get through it all. I'm at a really good place right now. I'm at a really good place with my brother. I have a, I'm in a really good place with um, with the acceptance of it. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that my brother is proud of me. I believe that where I'm in a space where he's like, see, girl, like you got this, you know, yeah. and I am near. Never, never forget that I'm near. I can mm-hmm. see an eagle fly and I'm just like, oh, like that's my brother, you know. Yeah. And so I'm at a good place and I feel like it couldn't have come at a better time because now I'm dealing with the whole <laughs> another stretch of stress in business. Mm-hmm. Uh, now things are getting real. Yeah. Things have gotten real for sure. And mind you, talk about some of those stretching pains. Well, I mean, from everything being perfect and everything in place to hiring the right people to getting your team together all on the same page, all different personalities, all different views Mm -hmm. of life, all different, you know, uh, experiences and backgrounds and then putting them together and saying, okay, what does our dream team look like? What are our core values? What Mm -hmm. do we, what do we want our atmosphere to feel like when you walk into this place? How are we going to communicate with parents? How are Mm -hmm. we going to, you know, teach these kids? And so it was a really hard three months. Like it was so At what point chaotic. when we talk about this roller coaster and you're like, yep, 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 I got this. I'm a boss. I did it. That you start feeling this like, oh God, w- did I make the right decision? Is this what you really have for me? Girl, <laughs> and I'm going to just say it. Yes, there became at one point where I was like, did I hear you right, God? Because I don't know if I heard you right. And this was the business that I should be starting. But, um, and it came at a point where, I think as a business owner at that time, I, I would just say just even as a childcare owner, I didn't have my business so structured in such a way that I had like systems mm-hmm. in my business. Like, no, 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 we are going to ask about behavioral issues. Mm-hmm. We're going to ask if your child has ever been in daycare before. Um, if they were, were they kicked out or did you decide to leave? Like, tell us systems a little bit about that. Systems were a very systems important part. for us. So systems what can you give a, as far as the tip you just, besides creating systems, which you just said was a very, very important um, aspect to your business is creating systems. What can people put into place when they are feeling like their hands are up right now in their business? They're at that point where they were on this high and then they're in this low where they're like, wait a minute, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Maybe money's not in, you know, it, maybe it's money's not coming in. Maybe they're the decision making. Maybe people are quitting. Maybe it's turnover. What piece of advice on the system base can you give them that they can start doing right now? Well, the first thing that I sought out was mentorship. That was my first thing because yeah. I had no clue. I mean, there's probably millions of different systems out there that you can try to implement in your business. You're trying one and didn't work out. I'm going to try another didn't work out. Like, I'm just going to get straight to the point. I'm going to go straight to a mentor who's been in this industry for a heck of a lot longer than I have. And I'm going to see what pick their brain a little bit and ask what works for their center Mm -hmm. and why. And so I just started YouTubing. I started Instagramming. I started, Mm -hmm. you know, um, researching, you know, childcare owners, childcare providers, whatever. Um, a bunch of women came up. Some of them, I was like, eh, yeah, like I'm, they're kind of like on my level. And then there's some of them, I was like, dang, like she's dope. Her center is so pretty. So looking you know, for somebody just, that's doing more than you. Heck yes. Yeah. I, it was, it was a matter of finding somebody who's already been through everything that I've gone through mm-hmm. and is like here, instead of trying to recreate something, I'm going to just give you, um, some gems real quick and tell you what's going to work sure. and try that out. And so I did. And once I did, I was like, started hitting up all these different, you know, corporations and stuff, letting them know like, Hey, can we do a free trial? One of them gave me a free six month trial for the system that we use, um, to communicate with parents and update their, the kids' activities and stuff like that. Um, it was, it was all, it all, it all started falling into place. It just Mm -hmm. took time for me to figure out like, what, what do I need to implement in the business? Um, and it alleviated a lot, a lot of stress for me, my staff, for the parents, and it took care of our billing issues, all those things, right? Like, um, I had to get away from the paper and pen. I love paper and pen. I feel it's real, but it's not, it's, it could get so messy and Mm -hmm. so disorganized. I felt like I didn't have my shit together. Like, let's be real. I didn't have my shit together. So I was like, what is going to work to make sure that 
I am organized. Right. I'm still working on it. I'm not 100%. You can sure. probably go it's a, right it's now. It's a constant. And, it's yeah. a constant thing. You go, don't look at my desk right now because <laughs> you'd be like, huh? What kind of system do you have? I'm trying in to place? get my director off of his sticky notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you find 10 sticky notes. Like, well, what does this one mean? Wait, do um, we need to throw this one away? Is this good? Okay, so. So you're in the business and, and I, I really want to jump into this next aspect because you're in the business, you're, you're facing some lows. Okay. And when I say low, I say that respectively because you're still in it and you're still, you're still striving. You're, you've got a second location. So things are obviously working, but in the gist of this, you also get hit with, um, some physical. So some, 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 yeah. So after everything was kind of said and done, um, this is just so crazy. So I recently got diagnosed with lupus, which is an autoimmune disease. And basically it's your good cells attacking your good cells. Mm-hmm. It's a, a battle between your, your body is basically fighting itself. Mm-hmm. Um, that hit me like a ton of bricks um, now. Mm-hmm. And I say that because I had a doctor's appointment scheduled a month after my brother passed away mm-hmm. and I scheduled it before he died. Yeah. So I went in anyways, and I was, you know, explained to them I'm battling depression, I'm battling anxiety, but um, I haven't had a physical since I've had my last son, you know, my child, so I think we should do some blood work. So we did, and the doctor kind of raised some red flags saying that there was some concerns regarding my blood work and that it was kind of leaning towards an autoimmune disease, and I, I think I just fogged it out. I don't even... I don't even think it hit me. I don't know. I don't even or think you that, weren't that time ready was, to hear it. I wasn't even ready to receive it. I was like, I have so much more on my plate right now. Like, just I'm put in, this off to the side. I don't have no clue what to do with this. So yeah. it's not true. Like, I just left it alone. So a year and a half passed, and I started feeling some aches and pains in my body, and I was just like, maybe I should go back because I want to say, <laughs> I want to say that like my something popped up in my my uh, my blood results. So let's go do that. So I did, and sure enough. My first test results came back um, for an autoimmune disease. And they said, okay, well, since that came back, we're going to have you come back again and do a second set of blood work, and we're going to figure out what autoimmune disease that you have. And so I did, and they sure enough called me back and just said, yeah, you, like, you tested positive for lupus. Um, I didn't really know at that point yet again how Im- critical, chronic, illness that was I had no clue um until I started researching and never freaking google anything because it's just gonna scare the hell out of you and you're just (laughs) yeah you know um I felt paralyzed again I was just like dang god like what else what's next I just Mm -hmm. felt like what are you doing up there you know and um I had a little I had a little stage there for a good little week where I just kicked it in my room and I just didn't want to come out you kind know? of falling back into a depression a, another mode. depression you know Josiah was constantly like babe you're already healed don't even let those thoughts come in like don't the enemy's a lie you know he's mm-hmm. speaking he's speaking life over me but yet I wasn't in a position where I could receive it just yet because you're also hearing what the doctor's saying but you're also living with physical aches and pains and so you know I'm a big believer on the power of our words and what we speak um, and it's very easy to tell somebody just speak life, just speak life, just speak healing. And they are the very words that we want to marinate on. They are very, very powerful. We know this. Yeah. It's it's scripture-based. You just spoke about one, um, a scripture that is very powerful. But it's also very different when you're living it, when you're feeling the physical aches and pains. Um, it becomes paralyzing in that sense. To you, you almost do start to just kind of accept it because you feel it. It's in your physical body. What's that like? Well, I'm going to tell you that the moment that I received it is the moment that those symptoms became worse. Mm. That's what I don't understand. You know, here I am, a year and a half. I can't even say that I've had aches and pains. To me, I just thought, you know, I'm just in pain. I'm sore for something that I did the night before. I'm going to take some Tylenol and call it a day. Yeah. Um, My health has gone down the drain. You know what I mean? I started drinking more. Mm. Um. I started drinking a lot more after Anthony passed away. I was still trying to battle that. And obviously we know alcohol is a depression. Mm-hmm. So it just made it that much worse. Yeah. Um, I wasn't watching what I was eating. I started gaining weight. 
Um, I wasn't drinking my water and minding my own business, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like all, all, all of that started playing its role in my life. And now it was starting to show, um, through the results where it was like, look what this is doing to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that my stress level probably played a huge part into getting the illness. Mm-hmm. Um, because we know that lupus is a, um, a disease, a autoimmune, uh, autoimmune disease that lays dormant in many people until factors of stress or, you know, um, things can kind of pop up in it and it actually makes it kind of come alive. It, it, yeah, so it causes all inflammation, right? Mm-hmm. And alcohol is probably the worst thing that you can do um, is drink when you when you have an autoimmune disease because the next day it's like you can't move. You know, I haven't experienced that just... I, I experienced, I didn't experience that, you know, within the, after I got diagnosed with it, sure. but, um, yeah, my, my wrists were hurting, my elbows were hurting, my, every joint in me was just achy and achy and achy. And then I started getting fevers. Um, I started feeling nauseated and dizziness. Um, these are things I've never been sick. Like I've never had to worry about my health. I'm 34 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, all I've had healthy pregnancies, you know, all three times I've never had any, red flags thrown at me during those pregnancies. So I was just like baffled at me being sick. Cause I was like, dang God, this is also another new territory because I don't even know what to do with here. I and where are you at in your business and all of this? Like what, what month are we now into your business? So I ended up getting diagnosed about a month ago. <laughs> so I am just four months in, you know, we're still, we've let go of some, of some, of some employees that needed to be let go. We've hired on new ones uh, we're so you're, still... let, let me just backtrack here. So you're battling being a brand new business owner. Mm-hmm. The loss of your brother is still pretty new. Mm-hmm. You get diagnosed with a very heavy chronic, chronic autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. What is keeping you going right now? Honestly, I was spiraling and I kind of lost sight of God, you know, and I'm barely coming back. And so I feel like the prodigal son in a sense where, because there was just too much going on, I stopped my prayer time. I stopped meditating. I stopped listening to motivational speak um, speeches. I stopped feeling myself. I stopped filling my cup. I just kind of let everything go. And I feel like I was going through such a spiritual battle that my thoughts were taking over. My, the enemy was attacking my body. He was attacking my mind. He was attacking me because he knew that if he could attack me, then this vision that God had given me could not be fulfilled. Mm. So I was a job. Like I feel like right now I'm in this, uh, the seat of job where okay, go ahead. I know my servant's not going to ever deny me, but go ahead and attack her body. Go ahead and attack her mind. Go ahead mm-hmm. and attack those things. And so that little, little piece of me is like, I know who I serve. I know who I am. And I don't know how I'm going to get back to you, God. I just know that you got me before I got myself. Mm-hmm. And my cousin called me a couple of weeks ago and she's like, mind you, Leah, nobody knows any of this. Nobody is, I'm usually an open book, but I felt like because I was trying to process all this under, you know, by myself, I haven't told anybody. I haven't vented this to anybody. You know, everything that I post on social media is just all positive and just, you know, the business is doing great and everything's great, but little do you know what's going on behind the Mm. scenes, right? Like Mm. I felt like I had to just to sit there and just kind of ponder on what's going on. Why do you think that that why do you think that we do that as individuals? Why do when the shit's hitting the fan and we're enduring so much turmoil in our life that we find it necessary to show others that everything's still fine, everything's still good? I felt like what I was going to bring to the table wasn't so positive and so edifying that I needed help and I didn't want to waste anybody's time. But then you had nobody that was reaching out to you to be able to fill your cup because nobody knew. Mm-mm. Nope, nobody knew. And so I just didn't want to inconvenience anybody. Mm. I didn't want to put a burden on anybody. I felt like it was just mine, and I was willing to take that on. 
Um, I didn't want to um, not only inconvenience anybody, but I didn't want to gain sympathy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need anybody's sympathy. I just, I'm just, I I felt like you don't need to feel sorry for me. Mm-hmm. You don't need to feel sorry for me. I'm, I'm still trying, I'm still praying that God's going to heal me. I'm still mm-hmm. praying that I'm going to fight this thing. I'm still praying this thing out. And too much outside opinions and noise, I feel like, detours me from mm-hmm. my faith and then mm-hmm. I start getting more in my head. So sometimes I think it's important to share that it is really good to have time by ourselves to be able to take on our own thoughts and our own emotions with God one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's good to have advisors, wise advisors, not just every single person that speaks something to you, but I think it's at I think it's a really important reminder to talk about Job for a second. And when he was experiencing all the things that he went through, that his friends came and just sat with him. Remember, they didn't talk for like a week. They didn't even have to say anything. They weren't even there to say anything. They were just there for him. And what I believe that a lot of individuals, I'm guilty of it as well, we often do is because we are powerhouse women, because we are people that others look to so often for strength and to be built up and to be edified that we feel that we can't not be okay. Right. Yep. I totally agree. (laughs) And it's very important to understand that it's okay not to be okay. And it's okay to sometimes reach out and say, I'm not in a good place. And in fact, even in the mental, the mental um, health aspect, it's beneficial to do that because one of the very first things that the enemy within, the enemy with outside wants to do is isolate. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And so just to piggyback off of that, um, you know, my mom lives in Vegas. She lives in Denver, Goes and travels back and forth, but the majority of the time she's in Vegas. So she's always constantly having visitors and visitors. Sure. And you know, like my mom is my go-to. She's mm-hmm. my, she's my, she's I mean, my other bed. than me, <laughs> of course. Besides you, my mom, <laughs> my mom is my go-to. She's my best friend. And she's that type where she will listen. She has a good ear to listen to me, you know, and, um, when she's in the, when she's in the chaos of kind of everything, I don't like to bother her. So when I'm going through, Everything that I'm going through, I'm like, you know, my cousin's visiting my mom. Oh, my whole family is over there. I can't call her. You know, I just don't want to. It's just not the time right now to talk about something Mm -hmm. so serious. And so I pushed it to the side. But it was just so, like I said, my cousin ended up saying like, hey, let's just go into a fast. Let's go into a fast. And I was just like, look, girl, I do not fast. (laughs) I do not like to fast. (laughs) What's that word? (laughs) What do you mean fast? No. (laughs) And so she was like, it's just a three day fast. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing intense. Like, you know, just it's water all day and then you can eat dinner. And I was like, all right, cool. I could do that. Right. And so she was like, okay, so we're going to pray two days before we start this fast. And we're going to ask, really sit down take a moment with God and just be like, what is it that you need? What do I need from you, God? Like, Mm -hmm. what am I expecting Mm -hmm. from you? So fasting with a purpose. Heck yeah. And I've never fasted before. Right. So I was just like, I'm in such a desperate mode. Mind you, she didn't even know half of the things I'm going through. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, I'm going to try this God. I'm just Mm going to try it. Let me see what happens. Um, and so mind you, when you fast, they do say that, that fasting is, is denying your flesh. And you're basically allowing space for God to speak to you Mm -hmm. on a higher level than you would on a regular or daily basis. And I needed that by all means. I was desperate for it. So I decided to do that. I sat down, I journaled, and I basically wrote down exactly what I was expecting God to help me with Mm -hmm. and what I I was needing. And um, first day... I was like, this is weird because I've never just not ate, you know what I mean? And so, um, the first day was a very, very, very emotional day, uh, because that Sunday after I journaled was the worst day of of my life physically. That's when it really hit me. I've never had a flare up with, with, uh, lupus until I had a flare up. And And I just want to say really quick for listeners, just in case 
You should really consult with the doctor, especially if you have been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, if fasting is even good for you. Yeah. And you, you really should take it up with a medical doctor before you do anything like that. So I'm, I'm just throwing that out there to any of our listeners that if they are experiencing any type of autoimmune diseases or diseases in general, if you are planning on fasting, you should really speak with your doctor about it. Yeah, I agree. And so that Sunday after journaling, ironically, uh, it was so, so horrible. I was physically so drained. I felt like I was hit by a car. Um, again, I want to say that I ended up having a flare up, which just basically means that your joints are super achy yet again. You have mm. a high fever. I had a fever of 101. Mm. Um, I had a headache throughout the whole entire day. I didn't get out of bed till 3 PM just to get up, um, to use the restroom to go back to sleep and then didn't wake up till like seven. Mm. <laughs> um, and so it was, it came down to a matter of my thoughts. Honestly, it came down to you know what? I'm just not going to do this. And I refuse to live my life like this. Like I need to get up. I don't know. And so I did again, resulted back to praying to God. And I was like, I need your strength because I haven't interacted with my kids all day. I need to get up and eat something. I need to get up and drink something, um, something that's going to nurture my body. Um, I'm already convinced. I do not want to take any medications for this at all. No steroids, nothing. I just, I'm, I'm solely focusing on God's healing over my body. Mm -hmm. And I was like, help me get up. And I got up. Woke up, headache went away, fever was gone, made myself a good little meal, and... Um, so was, the fast is officially done? The fast is not done oh, today. Okay. Today's my last day. Okay, but gotcha. Monday hits, and my cousin's like, so you good? Everything's all good? I'm like, girl, that enemy lurks. He walks around like a roaring, a roaring lion, and he hit, my, he hit me yesterday. Mm -hmm. I was so discouraged to start this fast because... My body was, was horrible yesterday, you know, and she was just like, it's okay. Just put it behind you. It's all good. Like you're going to get something out of this mm -hmm. Monday hits. Um, my mom's hitting me up and calling and calling and calling. And I was just like, I don't feel like talking right now. I don't feel like talking. But then a part of me is like, no, you need to talk. Like mm -hmm. you need to let this out. Yeah. And so I called her back or I was on the phone with her for like two hours explaining everything that I was going through. And one thing that I prayed for was clarity and wisdom. You know, that's what I wanted during this time. And I got my clarity. I realized that I was battling rejection. I was battling, um, fear. I was battling, you know, doubt. Mm -hmm. I was battling all these different things and the enemy was attacking my body and trying to get to me to prevent things happening in my business in my family in my marriage and my kids. All and, that. I, and I just want to stop you right there for one more, more minute. Um, and just really kind of talk about the factors of stress in general when we talk about the power of our thoughts and many people don't understand that they believe that we are not powerful creatures and that our bodies and our, you know, the, that, that there's, that we don't have control or we don't have power over our, ourselves. And, 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 and ultimately God is the highest power and, and his will will be the way, right? His will will be the way. However, he also equipped us with the Holy spirit. He also equipped us to be able to speak things with authority. Mm -hmm. And when you think about the power of your thoughts, and if you are dwelling on stress, depression, anxiety, it can be any of those factors. It could be business, relationship. It can be any of these things. And we start to marinate on these thoughts. They can actually start to change our chemicals inside of our bodies. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that is powerful in itself. When you feel anxious, what happens to your body? You tense up. You tense up. Your muscles tense up. Mm -hmm. Okay. You may have the jitters in your belly. Your hands may become sweaty. You might be shaky. Your legs can become weak. That's powerful with just a thought. With just a thought. So why would we not think that with just a thought that we could heal? Mm. That we could heal and do the exact opposite, and tell our body, you are healed, you are under control, you are functioning fully, even while we're experiencing the physical attributes of it. That's the truth, and I was stuck in such of a bad habit of, in that moment of accepting the bad, and then speaking it out loud. Mm -hmm. See, there's so much power in the word. I mean, we know that it says that the tongue is the most powerful part of the body and that you can speak life or you can speak death. Hit me with that proverb scripture. <clears throat> um, which one? The one that you gave me earlier. 
Um, so the wise, the the health. Oh yeah, yeah. The tongue of the wise is health. The tongue of the wise is health. Yep. Proverbs twelve eighteen. The tongue of the wise is health, and it's so crazy. I've never read that. Mm. or maybe read it and just didn't hit because I was never sick. So we hear it, we hear it, and it's like, oh, yeah, that sounds good, that sounds great. But when you marinate in that, <clears throat> when you take that scripture and you hold it dear to you, and you hear that it says that a wise person on their tongue is health. Isn't that crazy? And so for me, now that I have this health issue, Right. I'm just like, okay, God. So just like any other time in my past before the business, before my kids and marriage and all these different things, like you still equip me. Like I love to spend my time with you. I love to journal with you. I love to write your scripture down. And I, I accustom myself to speaking God's word over my life. I mean, I wouldn't be here today if I, if I didn't. Right. And so I, he had to take me back to basics. He he's right now, he's taking me back to basics and he's basically saying like, you need to, you have your faith. Now you need to speak my word out loud in order for them to connect. Mm -hmm. And that's where you're going to start experiencing the supernatural power of healing. So we have 10 minutes left in our podcast. And there's a couple of things that I really want to touch base on. First and foremost, um, going back to isolating yourself and not being around or inconveniencing somebody. I want all of our listeners to hear, whether you're a believer or not, okay? Because I always say God said it first, but take it from... Anybody else that you want, they probably use the words right from the word of God. Yep. Proverbs 15, 20 says, uh, 1522 says, plans fail for lack of counsel. Mm -hmm. But with many advisors, they succeed. Mm -hmm. We have to remember that we cannot isolate ourselves and that we have to continue to look for mentors and mentorship for people that are wise don't just take the advice of anybody. And Proverbs would also tell us that as, as well. I also want to hit on when you came to me specifically, and in, in, in this was something that Raina had given, I think maybe to both of us at some point, but she had given this to me a while ago, and it's something that I have ordered over and over and over again and passed this out to many individuals. And it's a, such a short read. Um, Charles Capps. God's creative power for healing and the amount of scripture that is in here that he gives to you to speak over yourself. If you are experiencing health, mental, you know, um, anything physical or even mental, the Proverbs that you can go to, the scriptures that you can go to in here, God's medicine is literally within his word. Right. And he's given us the authority um, to do that. What and why did you want to have this podcast? Why did you think it was important to speak about these things? So the reason why I reached out to you and asked, I think that this would be a good podcast to do was because I feel like I'm just not the only one. Like oh. I can't be the only one, right? Like every one of us has maybe a, a, a background life that it isn't quite comfortable bringing forth to others, um, about it and speaking about it and having confidence that, you know, there are people out there that can actually support you yeah. in the dark, right? Bring it to light. Um, whatever's done in dark, let it be brought to light. Yeah. Right. And so, um, I wanted to do it because I didn't want anybody to feel ashamed the way that I did. You know, um, I didn't want to inconvenience anybody. I didn't want to be embarrassed. Like that's all bull crap. Like it's all lies of the enemy right? and it cultivates you. And I've been in a position of what that feels like where you just feel so hopeless and so empty with no direction. You have nobody to talk to. You have nobody to lean on to. Um, you have this much faith that you're even operating off of on a daily basis. And I wanted to talk about it because if, if I can do it, then I want to say that you can do it as well. Yeah. Right. And it's okay. Like you yeah. said, it's okay to not have all everything put together. Sure. Um, business life is great. Yes. We're making money out here. We're, you know, we're operating. So many highs of running your business. And we definitely don't want that to be the detriment of this podcast because gosh, I mean, I was so thankful on my way once again. And it's sometimes it's just the little things that hit me when I'm, you know, I was driving with my husband. It was the middle of the day. We had an appointment that we went to, um, maintenance counseling. Um, and I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that at all. I think my girlfriend just asked me, she saw it on my, my schedule and she said, you and Nando go to counseling. 
And I said, yeah. And she looked at me like, oh, why? And <laughs> I was wrong? like, no, 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 girl. <laughs> it's maintenance counseling. Like, we're all good. But we, we're 25 years in, you know, and um, I think it's just like anything else in our business. If, we, if we're going to put our all into our business and we are looking for growth and we're looking to, to, to get better, why wouldn't we do that in our relationship? Why aren't we trying to grow our relationship and figure out new habits and new things that we can do to, you know, keep our, ourselves accountable? So, we're, we're on our way back from that appointment. It's midday, one o'clock. And, um, I'm just like looking at all the cars on the road thinking, I don't have anywhere to be right now. Like, it's so nice that I don't, if I want to go back to my office, I can, if I don't want to, then I don't have to. And I have been given the opportunity to do that. And what a blessing that is like what a blessing. I cannot see myself going back to a nine to five. What a blessing it is to be an entrepreneur. Like it's such a blessing. And with that being said, there's a lot of hardship. There is a lot of stress and there are a lot of downs in that. And I may be guilty of not. And I, and I hope that I'm, I, I hope that I'm not because I feel like I'm a pretty transparent person. Um, like Billy Osbrook would say, I'm blessed and unstoppable in many ways, but there are many hardships to life and um, to business and, and, I want to be very transparent in sharing that too. And so I think that it was wonderful when you said that you wanted to do this, that we do talk about those things. And I, and I think that it's important because, you know, bad company corrupts good character. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I'm constantly, constantly trying to evaluate who I'm surrounding myself Mm. with. And I'm at such a point in my life right now where I don't, I can't afford being around. And sometimes it seeps right in. Sometimes it seeps right in. You don't even know. Other people around you may notice differences or, or may see something in a year. You're not nah, good. I'm good. I'm strong. I'm good. And some of their ways and some of their tendencies can tend to really rub off on you. And it, whether you say bad company corrupts good character, whether you talk about the apple, you know, you said the other the other the other day, you said, what's what's that saying? You know, that one bad apple um, corrupts the whole, you know, the whole line of fruit like it really does. Um you're only as good as the company you keep. Show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. You know, there, there's so many different things. It's true. It's a universal law. It's in one of those universal laws that you have to be careful about the advisors or people that you are around. And so that's why I'm choosing to surround myself now around those who I know are going to speak life over me, um, including you including my mom, including, you know, mentors, should I even go on just YouTube? And I'm just like, I just need a sermon. Absolutely, I need a sermon on healing. And as I'm getting ready for work or whatever, I'm just like, that's what I'm going to listen to. And that's going to be my fruit for the day. You know, that's what's going to fill my cup to get through this day. Um, And of course, just scripture. I'm like I said, I'm reading that book. And I'm, I'm dissecting it. I'm really trying to just take it one step at a time. Okay. Read one chapter one day, write down what you think, journal about it. And then, um, write down your declarations. That's one thing that's helping me through this healing process is I'm saying, I refuse to allow this sickness, this illness to take over my body. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that you spoke that the other day. You told me about the declarations that you're writing down and I, I encouraged you not only to write those declarations down, but to also combat the declarations down with, you know, yes, you're declaring, but you're also, what do you want to receive? I did that this morning. What do you want to receive? So if you're saying, I declare, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, you know, fighting against this sickness and, and, you know, and I receive the healing that God has for me. I receive, you know, the abundant goodness, uh, the, the love, the peace that surpasses all understanding within my body and my mind receive those things as well. And that's how I have it set up is I have my, my five little declarations of what I refuse to allow in my life Yeah. below it. I did put down the five things that I receive yes. in my life. Mm-hmm. And then below it, I put down those scriptures that I apply to yeah. my life and I'm speaking them out loud. Love it. And I love it. You know, I, kind of felt like I needed to, I didn't want to go all crazy all out about putting my business out there about my sickness and stuff, but, um, somebody else is going through it. Somebody else, somebody is, else going is going through, through it. it right now. Somebody else needs to hear that they're going through it because they also are an entrepreneur or a business owner, or a parent or a wife or, you know, all of the other many hats that we wear. And they're wondering how they're going to get to the next step. And I think that this is just another, 
um, undiscovered yet testimony of God's glory going to be brought out of it. I yeah. really do. I feel like, you know, I was telling my I received the testimony received that testimony. God gives to me through his will of whatever it is that I have to endure. Because let's, let's face it, as much as we also say that we have power, God's will is the ultimate way. And whatever his will is for our life is what is going to be. I will say that. Like, there's a will. There's, and it's God's will. I was talking to my friends the other day and I was like, look, I was like, I don't want to really bring it out there and say of the diagnosis. Cause again, I'm still in the process. You I'm feel just like you're accepting it at that point. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just looked at me and she was like, well, maybe it's just going to be like a, like an undercover secret testimony. And I just was like, but I don't want to, cause anything God does is on display. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do some, do something behind the scenes. Sure. I want it to be done on scene. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that people can see, yeah. he says what to put the lamp on top of the table where it can shine bright, mm-hmm. not under the table where yeah. you can't see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's where yes. I was like, well, we're just going to go all in and I don't I know how it. it's going to happen, but we're just going to do it. I want to <laughs> ask you and I want to hit you with this last part of this podcast. And uh, this is my little hot seat for you. Uh, you know, we talked about this years ago, right? We talked about this years ago. And she's like, look, she's getting nervous already. Her body, she's like, oh, God, here we go. Here we go. Like, what did I say the last time? No, we talked about this. Uh, Jackie was one of the very first people that I talked about um, in doing a podcast with. And she was actually the very first person that we kind of faux like did a podcast um, inside of my old studio, my old uh, Winebrook home. And we we just came off the top of our head. And it was a good hour, hour and a half. And Luce was uh, also there uh, when this kind of idea came up and um, just funny hindsight, 2020, but, um, one of the things that we, we talked about and I said, you know, we're going to have segments in the podcast. And one of my, my one of my segments is going to be the hot seat and it's going to just be a firing of questions. And, you know, so we're in the hot seat. You're in the hot seat right now. Okay. So Lord, hold on. Let, let me, let me pray real quick. <laughs> so what I want to ask you is I'm just going to shoot off about five different questions and I want them to be one word answers only. Okay. Do your best to give me one word answers only, okay? Mm-hmm. I no longer tolerate. I no longer tolerate lies. Okay. Being average will be the death of me. <laughs> you can inspire someone by. Courage. My favorite self-practice is? Prayer. I wasn't a good person when? Naive. When you were naive? Mm -hmm. Being a leader means? Calling. Having calling? The last win I celebrated was um, one word. Second location. Second location. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I mean, who knows? I, I don't want. I don't want to. I think for me, um, it was when I started putting me first. Mm. Yeah, when I started putting me first again. I love it. I love it. Girl, you did good. Oh, Z, you did good. I was like, wait, hold up. Did that wait, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> um, well, any last thoughts that you would like to give to our listeners? Um, I want to kind of give you the floor. And um, any last thoughts that you want to give to somebody that's listening right now that maybe was encouraged by your words or they're discouraged right now on what they're going through? Um, I just think that, you know, it comes down to just being really honest with yourself and stop faking the funk. You know, I, I really got on that train too, where I was faking the funk and I was putting myself out there. Like everything is all good and, and all the things. And, and finally I was just like, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I am so exhausted, dude. Like I have flaws. Um, I have my, my fallbacks, you know, my Mm -hmm. backsliding, all the things like I'm human. Um, but you know, God, God is the foundation and that's something that can never be break, be broken. Right. Mm -hmm. And so just know who you are and uh be vulnerable um pray for the right people into your life so that way you can start doing heart surgery so you can start letting those things out and breaking loose from that shell because that's where the enemy holds us down is again in isolation 
and isolation is a very very dark place yeah why be there when you can sit there on um, a pedestal and, and, and allow God's glory to be shine through you like yeah. that's what the whole point of this is is just we're all living out this journey the walks of life look all different we're all struggling with at least something every mm. single day yeah um let's do it together let's support let's you know co- let's collab yeah. let's create conferences let's do bible studies let's actually start making um action steps towards healing you know um succeeding that abundant life that god had promised us like this i I don't feel abundant you know there was a minute where i didn't feel abundance in my life and i was just like heck no like i gotta i gotta dodge these lies yeah and um seeking out the people who are gonna speak life to you yeah because when you leave with your your cup filled you're unstoppable. Yeah. You're unstoppable. Right. Yeah. And so I just encourage you to, to just, again, get real with yourself. Mm. Well, you heard it first right here on Between the Sheets with your girl, Miss Jackie Lee Lujan Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> all of that. <laughs> all of that. All of that. Um, my thoughts just to leave you guys with is uh, definitely to be authentically you. It's okay not to be okay. And if you are ever in a position where you feel um, that you are isolating yourself, reach out to somebody that you trust. Reach out and just say, I'm not okay. And let them love on you. Let them be there for you. Even if they just need to sit in the room, don't allow yourself to be in a position where your thoughts can be attacked even more and it brings you, you know, lower into a depression, definitely reach out to somebody and get the help that you need. So until next time, we appreciate you having us. Please like, subscribe. You can find Jackie. Where at, Jackie? So the Lighthouse Early Care and Education, and we're all across social media. And pray for our second location, girl. Oh, it's going to be Tazai. Prayer request for that second location. You heard it. All right, you guys, we are out. We're gonna do that little dance. <laughs> what? What? Hey, hey. And what? And what? <laughs>